0: Welcome to the Speedway New Zealand podcast and with the start of a new racing season it's quite an exciting time but there's plenty of work that goes on behind the scenes to ensure a smooth and organized start to the licensing and green sheeting side of things that commence from the 1st of September each year so it's coming up soon. The Speedway New Zealand team are at full speed post the annual general meeting, simultaneously implementing the changes that were required while also doing the diarised duties. And today, we catch up with Speedway New Zealand General Manager Zoe Irons on some of the workload prior to track and competitor licensing getting underway. Uh, Welcome on in, Uh, Zoe. How are you? Looking forward to the new season 21,
1: 22? I am, Nick. Yeah, I am. I'm looking
0: forward to it. Yeah. So it comes around pretty fast. Last time I yeah, mind you, I feel like, um, feel like I've been waiting this for this a long time. You know, I just can't wait for the season to get started. Now, um, we had the annual general meeting down in Christchurch in July, uh, and there's a meeting with all the tracks uh, in the case of 2021, an incredible 132 rule changes were considered by the delegates from all of the 23 tracks, and some mandates were given to the organization. So how do you decipher all of that? and make sure that everyone knows about it.
1: Yeah, I guess the simplest way for us now is we, we pretty much strip it all back and we produce a document uh, post-AGM, which is called AGM Outcomes. And that really only kind of talks about the rule changes that happened, not the ones that could have been, not the ones that should have been, but the ones that actually happened. And, and obviously we just document through that um, through that process who they, who those rule changes impact. Uh, and we just hope that everyone obviously yep. takes the opportunity to read it because we do go to some efforts to try and kind of get that information out there we don't like surprises in september uh, when we go on racing we like to know about it early
0: okay what what let's talk about that what about the rule book how do i access to access it how do i get the information relevant to me as a driver you know and what's actually happening how do i get get hold of that
1: Yeah, so you can just jump on the Speedway New Zealand website. The rulebook's live. Uh, All the changes from AGM are live. It's actually split down into different sections. So if you only care about the technical aspect of a midget or only want to look at that, you can just go into the technical midget racing rule, uh, midget rules. If you only care about racing rules for open wheel, you only need to go there. It's all split down into different, you know, all all into those sections now.
0: And it's uh, easy to understand. It's written in language that I can understand.
1: (laughs) I think our rulemaking process has improved uh, over time, where, where those kind of rules required the, uh, the adage of interpretation, they've kind of been stripped back and rewritten so that to, to avoid that different interpretation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand the sport has moved to fixed penalties a couple of seasons ago. So how do you keep this in line with rule changes? And how do you ensure that the penalties are still relevant?
1: Yeah, that is a challenge. Uh, Obviously, the fixed penalties has been around. I think we're just going into our fourth season now with fixed penalties. Uh, So key part with this year with so many racing rule changes is to obviously kind of align the two documents, make sure those rules that have been introduced are covered, the rules that have gone are out and bits and pieces like that. But one of the biggest considerations when we look at fixed penalties is competitive feedback, uh, officials feedback. Uh, the officials feedback is really paramount in that process. And that's something we gather through our officials questionnaire process at the end of every season and um, also promotional feedback. So we consider all of that feedback, look at the fixed penalties. Uh, We've got a wonderful ability to be able to tell you how many people were infringed against a specific penalty. We can strip it back down there and see where the real issues are. And then obviously we make, um, make those changes, goes to the board for ratification and they become a published document for the upcoming race season.
0: So, and, and once again, I mean, if anyone has got any questions or concerns about it, the document is there to be seen, yeah?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's always available, um, it's on the website. And, it, it, you know, since we introduced fixed, penalty, fixed penalties, we've lost a lot of that kind of confrontation with volunteers and competitors, the penalty is the penalty. Um, obviously, um, you know, they've got to have committed a crime and we ask that our officials kind of are 100% on the, the fact that they did commit the crime before they issue a penalty. And we've also seen, I guess, over the years as well, that our protest rates kind of drop too. So that tells us that the, we're actually doing quite a good job there.
0: All right, well, it's not just competitors impacted by the rule changes. How does Speedway New Zealand communicate with its volunteer officials, 400 of them nationwide, on these rule changes? Is there a special different document going out to them or, you know?
1: the same the the AGM outcomes document is obviously available to everybody and it it certainly is a good tool for them to kind of freshen up on their existing knowledge but one of the other things that we do and we've hosted two this year in July uh, post AGM is the officials Q&A so that's an online uh, zoom type session that we host with officials across the country officials can jump on they can ask questions um, around things that happened in the race season. But obviously this year it was a great opportunity to cover those rule changes and for them to ask any questions about those rule changes. So it was a really good format for that.
0: And and worked well. Everyone was uh, happy with the outcome of that?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's a fascinating process. And I guess kind of in a, in a pre-COVID world, you know, was Zoom a thing? You know, was a lot of this technology a thing? Probably we just didn't need to use it so much. But now it's kind of a secondary kind of deal in the day. Um, there wouldn't be a day, yep. uh, in, you know, in a week where you're not kind of using similar technology through one thing or other with work or, you know, it's just become part of life, hasn't it? Zoom or FaceTime or whatever it might be.
0: I mean, we're even using it now. Let's touch on one of the significant outcomes from the AGM, the move to MyLapse. How did that come about, and how has that impacted the Speedway New Zealand workload in the off-season?
1: I'll start by saying significantly, but uh, (laughs) one of the kind of the cool things about (laughs) it, um, uh, we've had a couple of mandates through past AGMs from, from tracks. You know they've they've had issues with lap scoring equipment we've tried to kind of introduce different answers to resolve those issues uh we've kind of failed miserably and so it kind of got to the point where we were as frustrated you know we, we're as frustrated because our officials are frustrated our competitors are frustrated our tracks are frustrated that the equipment's failing so um in the end we actually kind of Presented an alternative solution, I guess, which is the MyLaps. Um, it's a significant rollout. We've got um, we've got loops going into 22 tracks at the moment. That that starts this week, and then obviously, you know, kind of trying to manage the the outlay of kind of a thousand units landing in Australia uh, from Australia in regards to transponders, getting those out the door. Then another thousand coming, and trying to manage that is a is a big workload, I guess.
0: And managing that through, uh, like you say, with, with COVID times and, of course, delivery dates, everything becomes a, a flexible thing, making it work within the time frame before we get to the start of the season is going to be an interesting uh, part, part, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess we initially kind of went to AGM with a, you know, we've run out of um, answers on this other side with your existing equipment, but here's, here's kind of another solution if that's where you want to go. Probably not kind of really quantifying that we could be rolling it out within kind of two months post AGM, I guess. <laughs> it's a big it's a big task, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think, yeah. yeah, everything's kind of going to plan at the moment, but obviously COVID, you know, stuff's made overseas, you've got shipping dates, you've got all of those things to consider in the mix. And that's what we're, you know, we're working pretty hard on at the moment.
0: And of course, with a, a significant shift in uh, the way things are done, we're having a quick look at the website. There's a, a Zoom training schedule covering topics like media, MyLapse, and officials' training. Now that that's a significant scope of training, uh, how do you find time to schedule that and to actually make it work and implement it?
1: Yeah, it's a crazy couple of months, um, but you know, a we need to be there for our volunteer base. Um, B we need to be there. You know, when you're rolling out something like MyLapse, um you need to be able to ensure that everyone's on the same page. One of, the, one of the key parts of MyLabs was actually going to be on site training here in New Zealand, but the, with the bubble bursting, that's made that impossible. Um, and of course, the social media um, training through Philippa at Creative that's produced kind of a schedule over the next three months that looks like war and peace, to be honest, but, um, but tracks have been hopping on. They've, you know, whether it's the Milaks, whether it's the creative and whether it's officials in training, we've got a training session tonight with officials. Um, you just kind of get on with it, I guess. And um, it, this part at this time, at the beginning of the kind of schedule, it's quite daunting, but when you get in the flow of it, it just becomes kind of second nature, I guess.
0: Um, what about track licensing? I mean, I thought it was, just competitors that had to get licensed so tracks get licensed what what does that entail i mean that's just another uh so i guess almost hurdle in the road for you isn't it
1: Yeah, it's a big job at this time of year. It's calendars, it's contracted classes, it's extraordinary events, insurance, health and safety. It's it's a pretty vigorous process that a track has to go through to get a track licence. And, you know, a huge amount of time therein to kind of get the information together for us. And then for us to kind of go back with any kind of address any issues or concerns. And yeah, it's a bit of a forwards and backwards at this time of year. But we get through it every year Mm. and we have done since... 1984 and we will continue to do so i guess
0: now zoe at the awards dinner i heard you talking about the championship allocation so what what exactly is that
1: okay <laughs> that's quite a significant um thing the championship allocation it's it's not just our allocated champs be it new zealand's grand prix islands north and south Uh, It also includes some major teams meetings and and events that require that additional kind of cover. And so that really is, it's all about logistics. It's all about sending officials around the country to make sure the right skills are in the right place. And it's, you know, booking motels, hire cars, uh, accommodation, and kind of, you know, aligning, you know, fuel testing equipment and every which way you name it, but it covers about 55 race meetings nationwide um so that that is quite an intense process to a lock and load who's attending what championship but then also obviously to get the, the actual logistics in place yep. for their attendance at those at those meetings so yeah it's, it's pretty major that yeah but oh, it's also God. um you know the kind of one of the big focuses is obviously also trying to accommodate the fact that even our senior officials they're all volunteers so you've kind of got to work in with their with their plans around the season and then some of their local commitments at track level too
0: exactly i mean it's about getting down to the availability uh and then of course all it takes is one sort of rainy rained out meeting that uh, just uh, skips over to the next day and uh, everything kind of changes or it puts pressure on it
1: yeah i mean some some weekends in the race season it could be a saturday and we could have 17 race meetings running across the country so it kind of tells you how far stretch we can be on personnel at times yeah um, and like say one rain out and uh yeah it's like dominoes really it has a major impact
0: oh well, hopefully we'll get uh, a good season coming up in this one now i heard that you're prepping for a uh, a uniform rollout for a 2021 2022 so well, what does this entail
1: yeah that's have pre- you got
0: my size
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty significant actually nick it's uh it's around 400 sets of uniform uh from jackets caps and shirts uh including this year's warrant cards and id stuff uh, and that's got to be rolled out Uh, anywhere now between kind of this month and kind of the middle to end of September. It's got some complexity with it. Uh, We've got a lot of officials that double up at tracks. We've got a lot of officials that are seniors that also double up at tracks. So when you kind of strip all that out, it's a lot of courier bags leaving the building. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot.
0: So um, (laughs) the organization seems to have become very future oriented, which is great. Technology has been a major focus. So, um, I, I'm assuming there's going to be changes to the Speedway app this year as well then.
1: There's a couple of tweaks. Nothing uh, nothing really from a competitive viewpoint that's going to change the way they interact with the app this year, um, but only a couple of things for officials. Uh, one will be uh, the safety audit that we introduced last year as opposed to the compulsory gear check. Um, that will actually be reported against the driver now once they've, um, once they've been subject to a safety audit so we'll actually have a record of those safety audits. Uh, same with drug and alcohol testing uh, that will be recorded um, one of the good things for a referee is that once um, a competitor served a penalty um, they'll be able to issue an infringement notif- notifying the fact that it was served so that's slightly different to um, last year when we didn't have that ability. But, yeah, it's um, just a few little tweaks but nothing major. Uh, There's a huge amount of development on for Stage 2 of the app, which will encompass green sheeting, scrutineering, engine sealing and everything else, which will have a soft launch around uh, Christmas time with a full launch in July next year. So... That's major. That gets rid of a, a whole heap of paperwork and yes. um, sees sees the sport move kind of basically totally electronic. I guess
0: and it, um, it, it tidies up it tidies it up a lot as well. I mean, um, there's there's no grey areas.
1: No, there's no grey areas. Um, we, uh, you know, the the you know, we used to have to produce an exclusion list on a Friday that was out of date by Saturday. Um, there was a huge amount of work involved in all of those things, and lots of paper kind of floating around the country. But um, from a, I really look forward to seeing the tech stuff move to the app. I think that's going to be a, a real game changer, and it's um, and it's going to be simple. Um, the licensing we've managed to make real simple. Uh, the user interface for officials we've managed to kind of keep real easy to follow um we've not had any majors or any issues with it we've had no downtime with the app and i'm really excited about what the future of the app brings really
0: yeah right and so if we can take one thing out of this it's agm outcomes is available online make sure you familiarize yourself with any of the the changes uh just so that it's going to be easier for you um yep. but what about some important dates that are coming up uh, this season
1: so uh, important dates coming up, I guess, would be the end of August. The MyLapse transponders will go on sale on the Speedway New Zealand website, yep. and of course, first of September, competitor licensing will go live. So people will be able to license come the first of September.
0: Right. So September first, competitor licensing, but uh, the MyLapse transponders and everything becoming available immediately before that. So come the middle of September, everyone should be set and ready. For a great season for 2021
1: yeah absolutely and i think it's you know based on the calendars that i've seen today it's going to be an absolute cracker
0: it is i'm looking forward to it and hopefully we'll catch up with you to uh, see if i can get to more than more than one racetrack this season and uh, we'll catch up to you uh, with you soon thanks very much Zoe Lyons.
1: thanks nick